0: like who's that i'm new come back better than last year and new me never gonna look back you never gonna look back cause damn i was built to last you move slow and i move fast and that's back only i can make a change slowly take a step today i will never be the same cause that's what it takes
1: Bang. What is good? What's happening, everybody? It's your boy, Farris Mothana. And welcome to another special edition of Entertainment News Break. Today, it's a very special episode. I got my main man, Brennan, with me. Brennan, how are you, bro?
2: Good. This is one of my favorite days of the year.
1: Absolutely. And the day is Oscar nomination day. They dropped, I believe, at 5.30 Pacific. So me and Brennan, we were asleep. Um, So... We missed the live announcement, but we got a bunch of uh, nominees and categories. We're going to talk you through. We're going to start off with the lesser-known categories, and then we're going to build up in crescendo to the category of the night, Best Picture. So, Brendan, before we get to it, the Oscars, man. Why did you fall in love with the Oscars, Brendan? What's so why it's so magical about them?
2: I don't know really why. It all really started, I think, when the Lord of the Rings movies got nominated for a bazillion Oscars. Mm-hmm. And Return of the King won all those Oscars. And ever since then, I've been in love with it.
1: Mm-hmm. It's also tied into your love of film as well.
2: Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people who say like, oh, these categories, they don't really matter. Blah, 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 blah. It, then oh, they matter, man. People care. People want their work to be acknowledged. And we're mm-hmm. going to take this time. We're going to go through categories. We're going to talk about the nominees. Talk about certain snubs in certain categories. And just overall, if kind of the, the Academy got it correct. So without further ado, Brennan, the first category we're going to talk about is visual effects category. Oh, yeah. Like I said, we're going to build up to the crescendo, the main entree of the of best picture in the visual effects category. Brennan, we have the creator, you know, um, the nominator, Jay Cooper, Ian Coleman, Andrew Roberts and Neil Koblen. Godzilla minus one Takai Yamazaki Kyoto Shibuya uh Masaki Takahasha Takahashi and Taisuji Noam Jima we as can well as the
2: names of the nominees if the prefer.
1: Yeah, yeah, as well. Yeah. <laughs> Guardian of the Galaxy Volume Three. We have uh Stefan Um Creschetti, uh Alexis Radsworth, Guy Williams, and Theo Blalick. Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One, Alex, Simone Coco, Jeff Sunderland, Neil Coblind and in Napoleon, Neil, by the way, getting two nominations for two different films Three. in the VF, VFX category, Three. and in the lastly, we get Napoleon, Charlie, um, Charlene Henley, Luke, Ewan Martin, that's a name, Simone Coco and Neil Corbin once again. So, Neil Corbin has, or Corbel, has three nominations for three different films in this category, with Simone uh, Simone Coco getting two nominations for two different films. Brennan, overall, do you think, have you seen any of the, have you seen all these films? Uh, If you have, (laughs) which films have you more impressed with?
2: Let's see. So, I've seen Guardians, Volume 3. And what was the last one?
1: Uh, Napoleon.
2: I've only seen Guardians Volume 3 on this list. Mm -hmm. Um, I was a bit surprised that Indiana Jones didn't at least get a nomination. I know that not everybody liked it, but at least ILM usually gets more love. More more love. At the Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, Personally, I'm with you, Brendan. I've yeah. only seen Guardians of the Galaxy three and Dead Reckoning, so I have those two films. Yeah. Um, but I've been hearing a lot of a lot of um, news and a lot of push. It's probably going to be Godzilla minus one or the yeah. Creator. Like that's yeah. kind of the one two category. From The trailer. That's
2: a very happy Godzilla got another yeah, movie.
1: Yeah, yeah. From the trailer of the Creator, it looked very visually appealing because yeah, it's it's, it's a few years like they made certain humans robots and some of the robots were. Were very um, realistic in the sense that it kind of melded the humanity with the with the robotics. Um, yeah. Just just from the trailer, it looked amazing.
2: So, yeah, the creator oh, is currently on Hulu, and I'm gonna watch it this week. I think
1: I, I will be too. I will be probably, probably find a way to watch Godzilla minus one. Mm-hmm. I believe that's there on a- Apple TV Plus. I think
2: uh, no, I think it's still in theaters.
1: Oh, it's still in theaters.
2: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay.
1: Yeah, still in theaters. You're right, Brendan. Still in theaters. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. wow. It's actually it's actually nearby my, uh, my yeah, house.
2: Yeah, my house, too, so I need to go see it.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But uh, Guardians getting nominated makes sense because Marvel always gets a nomination in there. Yes. Uh, even though they don't win, they at least get nominated.
1: Yeah, and honestly, the visual oh, yeah. in Guardians of the Galaxy 3 were pretty phenomenal. I'm not going to yeah. lie to you. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. The movie focused on Rocket, so they had to make the raccoon look like you know alive and well yeah. and, and they did and good the, job in the animal experimentation of the film you had to show like you know the you know I believe she was an otter where she had the robot yeah. hands and mm-hmm. the walrus yeah so like the visuals of it was very very um visually appealing and kind of very stimulating in that sense and yeah I, I hear it's gonna be a or Godzilla minus one but if Guardians of the galaxy takes it I wouldn't be mad yeah, I wouldn't no be point. mad at Yeah, and let's get right into it, Brendan. Um, nothing really much to say about the visual effects category because a lot of debate isn't in that, tell you. But, but then we get to sound, right? Sound, oh, yeah, you have again the creator, uh, Ian Voigt, Eric Adil, Ethan Van Duran, Tom Ozendich, Dean Zupanich, and then we have the maestro, which is Stephen A. Morrow, Richard King, Jason Ruder, Tom Oznich, and Dean Zepanchik. Back-to-back, double nominations <laughs> for the first two men. Then we have Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1, Chris Monroe, uh James H. Boehner, Chris Burden, and Mark Taylor. And then we have Oppenheimer, Willie Burton, Richard King, Gary A. Rizzo, Kevin O'Connell. And lastly, we have The Zone of Interest, uh, Tarn Willers, and Johnny Byrne. So, Brennan, sound when you were listening to, do you think these these catar- these three these f- five nominees accent- accentuated the sound within their said film?
2: Yeah, I, I absolutely agree with that. The choices here, I think that particularly Zone of Interest and Altonheimer, mm-hmm. uh, and I saw Zone of Interest last Friday, Both at, and I've seen Altonheimer and Nice Troll. Altonheimer mm-hmm. and Zone of Interest have extraordinary sound, Often, of course, there's all the you know quantum physics sounds, a zone of interest, because it's about a concentration camp. We never see the camp, but we hear it,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and it's the creepiest things you'll ever hear. And they did a really good job at that.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, because because with sound, Brennan, you know, I I, I took this ra- I'm taking I took this radio class. And my radio teacher Mm -hmm. kind of said something that kind of really changed the way I view it, right? Because sound, right, audio is the only medium Uh running, you know, in movies, music, audio books that actually enters the body. Mm -hmm. And it physically affects us, right? Because the sound goes through the ear canal, through the ear, to the ear canal, and it rattles in the ear canal. So Mm -hmm. it actually gets technically digested through your ear and it flows within your body. And it, it yeah. reacts to you like that's why people when they listen to music or certain sounds, it it triggers a memory. You know what I mean? Like oh, this triggered yeah. a memory. Oh yeah. And that triggered a memory. Same thing with smell, right? When you're yeah. smelling something, the smell goes up your nose, and you you get triggered in your mind. Something pops off. And one mm-hmm. one of the film that really did that for me was that affected me was Oppenheimer. You know mm-hmm. they they I believe they're gonna probably sweep the technical oh, yeah. categories mm-hmm. they're in. I think school is going to be their biggest um probably their biggest um competitor in this category because it's a film about a conductor doing music so the mm, sound true. better be good because that it'll be kind of catastrophic if you're making a movie about Leonard Bernstein a well-renowned conductor and your sound in the music in the orchestra is not good it's kind of a bad part on your hand in yeah. you know as a director or a producer yeah. but also Oppenheimer the way they you know the way they operated blowing up the bomb the the stomping of the feet as he's entering the mm-hmm. auditorium mm-hmm. seeing their faces that everyone is cheering that type of sound um just just overall like them stepping like them stepping in you know in their loafers going mm-hmm. from one meeting to the next the tense meeting in the the ballroom where they're dissecting that The the Russians probably also have a bomb, yeah, just the tension in the sound in there, and you felt tense, right? And you know, I watched this movie Oppenheimer in seventy millimeter, so you know, IMAX, right? Me too,
0: me too. Yeah,
1: and the sound hits your chest, Mm -hmm. it hits your chest and you feel it. And I think they're gonna win it, Brennan. I think they're gonna win it. I
2: agree, I agree. Yeah,
1: Yeah. and then we keep keep coming down. Now we're gonna costume design. So in the costume design category, we have Jacqueline Dur- um, Duran for Barbie, Jacqueline West for Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Janet Yates and David Crossman for Napoleon, um, Ellen Miro Mironik for Oppenheimer, and Holly Waddingham for Poor Things. So Brennan, when you're going through a movie and you're watching the costume design and what they're wearing, um, how much do you place importance on that?
2: Uh, It's actually very important because it really creates the atmosphere. Mm -hmm. I think that Barney is going to take this one.
0: Mm
2: -hmm. Uh, Jacqueline Duran is a two-time Oscar winner. The costumes of Barney are so great at creating that world. And the costumes are really part of that world you're creating. Uh, So yeah, uh, this is good. This is all good.
1: Yeah, I'm with you on that one, Brandon, because personally with me with costume design and set design, right? Um, I think it's more impressive when you're creating a world, right? You're creating a world than a period piece. Because with period pieces, you have books, you have photos, yeah, you
2: have... That's a good point. Good point. Uh, yeah. What's up? That's a good point.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's like So you have crutches to help you, right? And with Barbie... You know, they they, they they did have the toys, right? Mm-hmm. They had the toys, but they had to bring the toys up to bring the toys to life. You know what they had to wear, the way they built the dream houses in real life, where you can see sure. everything. I think that's really impressive, bringing that to life instead of like no. I, I think period pieces are still impressive in the sense that you have mm-hmm. to, you know, like oh, it's, you still got to be, you know, historically accurate, but you have stuff to help you. You know you're 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 the you know costume designer of Barbie and they're telling you bring Barbie to life you know make these outfits make everything make the you know Ken's mojo dojo a casa house you know what I yep. mean yep. like expand the world right and I think that's really impressive by the Barbie people it's like Ruth Carter when she won back to back for Black Panther and Black Panther 2, people were like yeah why because she had to create a a futuristic afrocentric country with the way they dressed their clothes <laughs> the way they uh, set um they did their makeup so and Ruth carter did that and i think that's mm-hmm. really impressive in my in my eyes i
2: yeah. agree and i, I think still
1: barbie's think barbie's got this one yeah i think barbie's got this one i do think you know um a period piece is still impressive to do mm-hmm. but i mm-hmm. think what barbie did is a little bit more expressive they got to do it from scratch yeah from scratch is really impressive All right. Speaking of another design, production design, we have production design, uh, you know, Barbie, uh, Sarah uh, Greenwood, set decoration, Katie Spencer, Killers of the Flower Moon, production design, Jack uh, Fisk, set decoration, Adam Willis, uh, Napoleon, we have Arthur Max, set uh, decoration, Ellie Griff, Oppenheimer, Ruth uh, DeGong, and set decoration, Claire Kaufman. In poor things, we have James Price and Shona Heath and set decoration. Uh, Zuza Milhek. So, Brennan, which film, which which world that was built, brought to your eye within this category? Any was anybody snubbed? I realized, Brendan, we didn't talk about the um, snubbing in editing and in uh, costume design and sound. Was there any snubs in certain categories that that I forgot in to ask you about? Certain
2: categories, but not the ones that we covered.
1: Okay, not the ones that we covered. I got I, you. I don't
2: feel that there's stuff here. I think um in this case it's Thordy has it again.
1: Yeah, because they're Thardy creating ba- Barbie Land to
2: create a world mm-hmm. that is totally new.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So yeah, Thordy's got this one, I think.
1: I completely agree with you, Brennan. Like I said earlier, with the costume design, same thing with production design, you know, not like Oppenheimer and and um let me see what was it? Oppenheimer, what else? Oppenheimer, Tales of the Flower Moon, Napoleon. They have history to look back on and mm-hmm. see what houses were built, how they how they were built, what 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 they were built, right? You know what I mean? And with uh, with Barbie, it's from the scratch, right out the gate. We gotta create a world, we gotta bring a world to life. Mm-hmm. And I think they did a pretty dang good job. I watched Barbie for the first time today.
2: Yes, you did.
1: Look, good stuff. I'm a big
2: fan of it. Yeah, it's um, my favorite movie of the year.
1: I, I I think I think they did it pretty yeah. well, and we'll we'll be talking about a little bit more about why Barbie, Barbie a little bit more later on.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, but now I think this is this is gonna be a something of a snub. We're gonna do moving on to hair and makeup, right, Brennan? Yeah, on hair mm-hmm. and makeup, hair and makeup. We have Golda, um, Karen Hartley Thomas, Susie Battersby, and Ashra Kelly Blue, Maestro. Kazuhiro, Kate Georgie, Lori McCoy Bell, Oppenheimer, Lucia Abel, Poor Things, uh, Nadine Stacy, Mark Coiler, Josh Weston, Society of the Snow, Anna Lopez, Pwig Serva, David Marti, uh, Montez Ribi. So, Brendan, hair and makeup. You don't see Barbie there.
2: No, that is surprising.
1: That is surprising. But currently, of the of the nominees, which films have you seen and which ones kind of brought your eye with their hair and makeup?
2: Uh, let's see the list again here.
1: So the list again is this, Brendan.
2: Yeah, just the names of the movie. Okay. So
1: Golda, uh, I Maestro.
2: Maestro and Al mm-hmm. uh, Those are the two I've seen. I am very surprised that they already didn't get nominated.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: But I think if I had to guess, I think Maestro has it because the Oscar donors like their makeup to make an actor look like a real person. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: They really like that. Um, And I don't really feel strongly that any of the films here because I thought Dardy... Would win it, but it didn't get nominated.
1: Yeah, I'm w- I'm with you on your br- I'm with you on Brennan, because when I look at the um, the hair and makeup for Oppenheimer,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know is you know nothing really that you know you know impressive. You know it was it was, it was well done, solid work, right? I, ha- I haven't seen Golda, I haven't seen Maestro or Poor Things or Society in the Snow, but I do believe you know Barbie not being there is kind of a snub because of the way they set up everyone's hair and makeup had to make sure everyone is a Barbie, but slightly different given the variations. They had so many people to do that were in so many scenes. Um, Will Ferrell. Uh, Will Ferrell. And then they had to do Emma Mackey and Margot Robbie, Issa Ray Simi Liu, um, Ryan Gosling. I honestly think Barbie would have been in these categories because of creating the world from scratch. You know? Mm-hmm and seeing how to really carefully shape each Barbie to their respective Barbies that were created. And I think they... You know, and then there's the scene with Ruth Handler, the actress who plays Ruth Handler, and I believe Barbie was snubbed in this category. Mm. And I think, that, shoot, they, they would have won it if they were in this category, but I'm with you, Brennan. The Academy loves themselves a good biopic, especially if they make... The person in the star of the biopic looked like them. They really mm-hmm. loved Rami Malik as Freddie Mercury. Mm-hmm. They really loved that. And they gave him the best uh, Oscar for the best actor uh, Oscar. Same
2: thing with Grenade Zellweger in uh, mm-hmm. Judy. And Judy.
1: Exactly. So I think this is, um, they're going to give this to Maestro. And uh, Barry Cooper is going to win an Oscar, but not really because. He's gonna be he's gonna win one for because he looks like Leonard Bernstein and not get him get his best actor Oscar that he really yeah. wants. That he yeah. really wants.
0: Right.
1: Then we get down to the editing Brennan. We're on the editing category. Um Laurent Senich. Uh Sen, Senia, Senich? by uh, the um anatomy of the fall, mm-hmm. uh Kevin Tent, the holdovers, Thelma Shoemaker of Killers of the Flower Moon, Jennifer oh. Lamb, Lame. Oppenheimer and Yorgos Varoupolos did this. Poor things. God dang it, Yorgos! Why do you have to do me like this? So Brennan, in the editing category, um, these certain films, I think you've watched most of them. Which no. ones did you feel the t- the the the, the runtime right? Because proper editing and pacing, you don't really feel the runtime. And yeah. if you don't have proper editing pacing, you feel that runtime. Which films, um, off the bat, caught your eye?
2: Yeah, I seen four out of these five films, and um, I think Killers of the Fire and Noon. I felt the length. Mm-hmm. The demolition maker is a legend, so there's no way they weren't gonna nominate her. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Um, just because you know she's who she is. But I think Othmane is gonna win this one.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I agree. I agree with you because it was a three-hour film. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: But I didn't feel it. And it kept building on itself. Mm -hmm. It was it was placed very well. And also, too, like it was they were hopping back and forth in time periods. Yeah. You know, they're hopping back and forth in time periods. They went into the few they're black and most of the black and white stuff. They were in the future. And then they went back in the past to do black and white. And then they Went to color and they were, and then they were in the continual timeline of Oppenheimer making the bomb. So I didn't feel confused when they were hopping.
2: And that okay. takes a good skill. That
1: yeah, takes. it takes a, yeah, exactly. That takes a good skill to not get confused. I'm like, okay, well, what, what, well, where are we at right now? No, I knew where we were at. So mm-hmm. Jennifer Lame really did a great job about it. And my homie Raul told me that Kills of the Flower Moon, it's three hours and 27 minutes now. It was mm-hmm. actually three hours and forty-five minutes,
0: oh, and
1: yeah. and during their theater during like their oh, festival run, and they were told to cut it down a little bit more. So Thelma Schumer cut out twenty more minutes of mm-hmm. that film. I think they she could have cut out a little bit more. There were certain scenes that, yeah, that dragged on yeah. a little bit, but I'm I'm going with Jennifer Lamb and Oppenheimer because yeah, I think Oppenheimer, it technically, the editing was a pretty fun, oh, yeah. pretty superior. Oh, yeah. Sound was pretty superior and. And I think they're gonna win certain acting categor- acting nominations. I'm going. I'm going with uh with Oppenheimer on that one, but I agree with you.
2: Yep. Yep. Yep.
1: Yeah. And then we keep going down. Now we're on cinematography. Cinematography. We have uh, Edward Lockman, El Conde, uh, Rodrigo Pierto, Killers of the Flower Moon, uh, Matthew Le Le, Le-, Le Batik, Maestro. Uh, we have Hoyet Van Hoytem. Oppenheimer and Robbie Ryan, poor things. So, Brendan, uh, where, are we, where are we leaning here? Where do we think? I think Oppenheimer's going to get this one.
2: Yeah.
1: And I don't mm-hmm. really think a lot of snubs were d- done in this one. No. Well.
2: no. No. Yeah. Uh, I think Oppenheimer's
1: got it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I didn't bring it up. Editing. Well, do you think someone did you have a snub for editing that you thought
2: could have um, been able to do that? always, like, when it comes to the technical categories, I have a hard time deciding which film could have gone in there. I'm sure that Mm -hmm. you could probably, if I looked at a list of films, I could say this, but I think that uh, when it comes to the technical stuff, I can't really think of any through editing. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And I think cinematography, no snuts. Got you. Got you. See.
1: Yeah, I think I think Oppenheimer is gonna get this one, Brendan.
2: Yeah, I agree. for yeah. Nolan films always look amazing. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, and like and like they were lit like his like there were certain scenes where it was you know cloudy and kind of dark. It was kind of gloomy, mm-hmm. but they were lit perfectly. Mm-hmm. You could still see. Like the scenes when they're at Los Alamos, when they, there, was, there were certain scenes where they had a little tinge, they, have a little, they had a little tinge to them. And mm-hmm. then there was times where it was, I believe it was when he was on his horse and he went to go, he cried in the woods. Yeah. And his wife, yeah. Emily Blunt finds him. It was gloomy. It was dark. It was kind of sad, but you could still see what was happening.
0: Mm-hmm. Um
1: it was, it was, it was, it was per- perfectly lit, and I think Oppenheimer is going to win this category. Like we yeah. said, I think most of the technical categories are going to go to Oppenheimer.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A lot of the, we sh- should have been a lot of the, you know, hair and makeup, production design, set, um, you know, costumes. and should go to Barbie mostly because that's the way they. Mm-hmm. They were. They were two of the best films of the year.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, what
1: I mean, the only reason, Barb and Heimer worked, Brendan, I believe. Yeah, it was a funny little thing. Reason it kept going was because both films were good. Because mm-hmm. if if one film st- sunk, uh, sucked, Barbenheimer would have died right away. Mm-hmm. But it didn't. They were both pretty dang. They were dope. They're both dang good to great. You know, mm-hmm. and that's that's the way I see. It. That's why it had a lot of traction with the Barbenheimer thing. It was organic. Both films were good. Um, word of mouth was strong. And both films almost made a billion dollars.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And you know, it was, it was a perfect, it was a
2: Especially perfect.
1: Yeah, what has Oppenheimer crossed the billion?
2: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, so two billion dollars right there, bang. And it, it was perfect because people want good movies, they want good movies.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you make a good movie, people are gonna watch yeah. it in the discussion. Yeah, all right, Brendan. Now we're gonna get. To a category that I really love, Mm -hmm. I'm a big fan of the original song, right? Yeah. Before we get to the original song, Brendan, I want to remind everybody, guys, make sure to subscribe to the channel, hit that notification bell, and like this video. We're at 149 subscribers; we're one away from 150, 850. So share this video. um, Talk amongst yourself in the chat. What do you? What did you think the uh, the Oscar? Nominations did certain people were snubbed, certain people not snubbed. Um do you you have a um a people do pools? You know, who are who are your winners? Tell us about that in the in the comments. You know, we'll have a a civil discussion about it. Um, Mm -hmm. but overall, thank you so much for supporting us and we appreciate you guys watching. So let's continue Mm -hmm. more to the best song, the original song, Brendan. Original Mm -hmm. song. We have the fire inside. From the movie Flaming Hot. Music and lyrics by Diane Warren. We have I'm Just Ken from Barbie. Music and lyrics by Mark Ronson and Andrew Wyatt. It Never Went Away. Uh, American Symphony. Music and lyrics by John Baptiste and Dan uh, Dan Wilson. Waza, Wazi, It's all for My People, Killers of the Flower Moon. Music and lyrics by Scott George. And What Was I Made For, Barbie. Music and lyrics by Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell. So, Brennan, this is my favorite category. I love this category. Um, they perform these songs at the Oscars. Um, it's a great reprieve between the nominations, where we get a little music performance and everyone just has fun in the sense.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What about? Do you love? What about you, Brennan? What are your feelings about this category and the nominees?
2: Well, there's, uh, it, it used to not be this way. In the old days, you used to be able to add three songs so one movie get nominated.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They changed that rule a couple years ago. So that means only two songs would already be. Mm-hmm. The, the song that I would have liked to have seen but they can't do all three anymore is Dance the Night by Duelita.
1: Oh yeah, that, that, that
2: that's um, a good one. That's a good one. But the ones that did get nominated, I think that in the case of what was I made for and unjust can are good choices.
0: hmm
2: And um, the Cheetos one is interesting because Diane Warren gets nominated all the time.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She never wins, and I don't know how she always manages to get a nomination. Yeah. But um, that one came kind of out of the left field. But I think that overall um, it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's hard to say because there are so many good songs this year. But I think What Was I Made For is going to win.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Because Billie Eilish is is this, is this would be her second
1: yes. Oscar. She wins. Did she win for, for James Bond?
2: Yeah, she Laver did. James Bond, I mean. And I think that that's the song because even though I'm just kind of more fun, what was I made for? Is kind of a heart of mm-hmm. the movie. Uh, yeah. So yeah, It's all about Bardi's quest that she's on. Yes. So uh, I think that's going to win.
1: Me personally, you know, cuz I like I said earlier, I watched Barbie today and I have a little uh, it's a little fresh in my mind. And I liked I'm just Ken. It was it was it was a it was a oh, yeah. fun song, you know, it's pretty cool, but I personally don't think it should have been nominated. I really don't. I I think, you know, Dance the Night Away and What Was I Made For are definitely better songs. Mm,
0: okay. They're definitely
1: better songs without a doubt. In 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 the in the album, um so I don't understand why we and I'm we
2: just Ken was just fun, I guess. Yeah, it was just fun.
1: It was like, oh, I'm just Ken, and just it was kind of fun. But the other songs, you know, dance and I kind of set the tone for Barbie, and then you know, Billy Alish's voice I made for kind of changed it a little, flipped it on its head, yeah. showing you it's it's more um introspective. Though there and is
2: one thing about I'm just ken that's that is more than more than just a fun song. Mm-hmm. It's the climax of Ken's story. Yeah, yeah. She realizes I'm just Ken, and that's okay. That's okay. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but Not I do believe right. the other I two do, songs I are better personally. There, yeah. uh, the, the the meaning of "I'm yeah, just I Ken" I, I quite that. enjoy, it, but I just prefer the other two songs. Yeah. yeah uh, personally, agree. for me, Brennan, I want I want a song for my people to win. Mm. I really do. Um, I think it's it's an amazing. It's a beautiful song. It's an amazing song. I love Killers of the Flower Moon. I make jokes about how long it is, but it's it's a powerful, great film to show you the horrors of America, the casual,
0: yeah,
1: the casual killing where they just casually murdered people and got away with it. And you know, a song for my people. The way it ends, the movie it ends, and I just think it's beautiful. And I. I personally, like, I like, I like Billy Eilish. I love what was I made for, but I want a song for my people to win this Oscar.
2: Okay.
1: I really do. I really do.
2: Yeah. No but you know,
1: yeah. We're going to continue, Brennan, going from song to score the best original mm-hmm. score. We have Laura Carpman, American fiction, Robbie Robertson, killers of the flower moon, Ludwig Gornson, Oppenheimer, John Williams, Indiana Jones and the dial of destiny. And Jerkson, Fendrix, uh Poor things. So, Brennan, are you a big score guy? Do you like scores? Oh, yeah. Very much so. You very much so? Like, I like John Williams, right? Yeah. And a lot of people also like John Williams, but they believe John Williams took a spot for somebody else.
2: Mm. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to say. I mean, John Williams is a legend. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't need Oscar knowns to prove it. Mm-hmm. Indiana Jones would be in a great score. Uh, but what I think I would have the third is spider across the Stutterverse. verse Yeah. In that stuff.
1: I'm with you on that one, Brennan. Uh, but Ob-
2: case, I think Ludwig has it. See, that's the thing. People, a lot of people Ludwig are saying that, it. Brennan. A lot of people saying a Ludwig, but personally Whether, whether Robert, he deserves it or not, I don't know
1: I think he should go to Robbie Robertson
2: Oh, good point. I think good the score
1: point. of Killers of the Flower Moon That's a good is point tremendous It sets the tone the, uh, the, the ominous settings of certain Certain scenes Music underscores it perfectly Tremendously, yep. you felt and a little uneasy
2: This is Robbie Robertson's last score
1: Yes, he unfortunately <sighs> passed away yeah. Um, people, th- people think that he's going to get it because he did die, but this is the Oscars who didn't give it to Chadwick <laughs> Boseman after he passed away. So mm. him dying is not a guarantee he wins this, but I think he should win it because I think I like Little Gorenson's score. I really do. <laughs> Me too. But I think Robbie Robertson's score is slightly better. It's more unique. It's, it's different. And I just really love it. I I generally
2: love it, and yeah. it's and has a very like it's what we've come to expect in a Nolan movie. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah.
1: And, and 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 I think people um, people thought Hans Zimmer wasn't a good, a good um composer because he did a lot of Nolan films and they all started sounding the same, but that's just because that's what Nolan wanted. But when yeah. Hans Zimmer was dropped into *Dune*, man, I hear making new instruments and new sounds. Oh, yes. Man-made... Brendan, let me tell you something about Hans Zimmer.
2: I cannot wait for part two.
1: Me too. Let me tell you something about Hans Zimmer and Dune, Brendan. He loves Dune so much. He created three books, three albums of scores and sounds. Yeah. You have the main score. You have the companion book. You have the sketchbook of just sounds and scores. Mm
0: -hmm. That's how
1: much he loves Dune.
0: Indeed.
1: Yeah. Uh, Yeah, I do agree with you on the... Spider-Man not getting a uh, a, a nomination.
0: Mm-hmm. Not
1: cool. Not cool at all. And speaking of Spider-Man, Brendan, we're moving on to the animated feature. Uh, mm-hmm. We have The Boy and the Heron by Hayao Miyazaki. Mm-hmm. Elemental by Disney. Nomura. Uh, Pixar. Pixar Pixar, right. Disney, my, my apologies. Nomura. I don't know who made Nomura. Uh,
2: that's um, Netflix. Uh, that's there.
1: Netflix. Okay. <laughs> Um robot dreams. Apparently you can't watch Robot Dreams right now. And yeah. Sony's Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse part. Is it across the Spider-Verse or Beyond the Spider-Verse?
2: Across the Spider-Verse. Across the, beyond the it first is. one. No. Okay. The first one is called Into the Spider-Verse.
1: Into the Spider-Verse. Thank you, Brendan. It's Across yeah. the Spider-Verse. Um, Brendan, in the animated feature. Um, are you are you a big animated person? Do you yeah, like yeah. animated? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So this category, mm-hmm. um, any snubs? rightfully so's. What are we going? Um,
2: with? Well, I never heard of Robot Dreams.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me neither.
2: Uh, that comes as a bit of a surprise. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that could have filled that spot uh oh ninja turtles
1: ninja turtles yep mutant mayhem
2: turtles was really good yes but in this case this is a tough one because i think across the Wars will win and i'll be very happy but there is also a chance even though i haven't seen it the boy and the heron and i'm really excited to see it when it's finally available um but I think that well, if it does win I think a lot of that is because Miyazaki yes. is the greatest animation director since Walt Disney. I think. So, yep. Uh, and Boy in the Heron
1: is still in I, theaters so you can watch either
2: it. Either way, I'll be happy.
1: Yeah, Um. I, I personally would go Spider-Man but Thank I've you. been hearing a lot of um, I am. Um, there's been a big campaign for the boy and the heron to win, and he's mm-hmm. and you know Hayao Miyazaki. And that film is getting a lot of traction, a lot of bounce, a lot of a lot of backing. So there's probably if if they win it, I wouldn't be shocked. But I personally would go Spider Man, my yep. own self, personally. But you know, I digress okay. I
2: agree. With yeah. you. Um,
1: there are the international features. Um, there's, we have. Um, yeah.
0: What's go up, Benny? Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, yeah,
1: so we have Ayo Capitano from Italy, Perfect Days from Japan, Society of the Snow of Spain, The Teacher's Lounge in Germany, and The Zone of Interest in the United Kingdom. A lot of these films are already on, I think, streaming services. You can watch uh, them.
2: Let's see. I, I know that Perfect Days will be coming out soon mm-hmm. on on Apple soon. Yes. Society of the Snow is on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Io e. Capitano and Teacher Lounge. I are not streaming, and the Zone of Interest is still in theaters.
1: Yes, yes.
2: So and I, I saw Zone of Interest on Friday. How was it, I Brandon? Take you, me
1: through it. How was it?
2: I there's a lot of movies I go to the theater,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and I come out and people say, "What do you think?" And I said, "I like it."
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, it's very, very, very rare that I come out of the theater and say, I just saw a masterpiece. The zone of interest is a masterpiece.
1: Okay. All it right. Is a,
2: a, a bona fide masterpiece. It is also one of the most horrifying films I've ever seen. Okay. But what's really interesting about it is you don't see any horrible things. That almost makes it more horrible.
1: Your imagination takes because hold it of you. It's
2: about the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. And you hear people dying. You hear the suffering. You don't see it because the main characters live right next door to it and they don't care. They, they're, they The dad runs the camp. The Jews are not people to them. So they're just living there and living their normal lives like nobody Mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you the sound of it the fact that you don't see it is such a a brilliant artistic choice and i tell you to me it is a masterpiece it is a 10 out of 10 film
1: Okay. All and right. I'll... I, don't,
2: I don't say that about a lot of times.
1: I'll write that down, Brennan. I got you. I'll write it down. Because yeah, you, don't, you thought... don't hear the word masterpiece a lot nowadays.
2: The last time I came out of the movie theater immediately saying, I just saw a masterpiece was seven years ago when I saw Arrival. Oh. So it's been that long. Got it. So to me, Zone of Interest is going to win here. And it should win.
1: Got it, got it. Definitely write down, down, and watch some of these films. Thank you, Brennan. Now, Brennan, we get down to uh, the writing aspect of the of the oh, yes. Oscars. We have adapted screenplay coming up, and original screenplay mm-hmm. g- coming up. So first off is the adapted screenplay. We have American mm-hmm. Fiction written by Cord Jefferson. Uh, we have Barbie written by Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. We have Oppenheimer written by Christopher Nolan. We have Poor Things written by. Tony McNamara we have zone of interest written by Jonathan Glazer so Brennan where do you think they're gonna go with adaptive screenplay
2: this, this is a tough one because it's a tough one this these are five excellent tilts yes and I think Darby is still probably gonna win
0: mm-hmm.
2: because Greta right now Greta Gerwig, her time is now she is having a moment like right now and I think that Nessie might not win but I think they're going to go with that as kind of a way to like acknowledge the whole thing. because it all depends on the writing I think because you take an idea right you look at it on paper what is it Barbie comes alive and goes to the real world
0: Mm -hmm.
2: that sounds kind of stupid But the writing by Greta and Noah, who are husband and wife,
0: Mm -hmm.
2: brings a story that would otherwise be kind of stupid and makes it funny, deep, emotional. like, Like I came out of the movie laughing, crying, feeling stuff and just going, that was an amazing movie. And really we cannot give enough credit to the writers because mm-hmm. what they write not that world to life and I think it will win but if it doesn't I won't mind because the other Thor nominees are equally really good mm-hmm. A zone of interest often on their full things in their conviction they're all good
1: so no snubs no no omissions in this category.
2: No, I mean, personally, I would have put Dirty an original screenplay. personally.
1: hmm
2: Even though it's based on toys, they have to make up the story.
1: Yeah, that's true, Brennan. I agree.
2: But if, if, if it has to be in this category, I can't think of anything that does not belong here. hmm
1: I'm with you on that I mean, one, Brennan. You
2: could I've... you could argue that Killers of the Flower Moon. I didn't think its screenplay was the best part of it.
1: No, no, I don't think so. Either.
2: So I'm okay that it's not here.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm with you on that one.
2: So if any of these films win, I'm gonna be happy.
1: Anyway, yeah, let's go back to uh, uh I'm with to on that one, Brennan. Me, because personally I've seen Barbie and Oppenheimer. Um big fans of the screen. I agree with you. Barbie should be in the original screenplay category, yeah. personally, mm-hmm. my own opinion, because there was no story. Yeah. They were they just toys. To make it up. Yeah. They had to make it up. So it's definitely an original. Um, I believe if Barbie wasn't in this category, um, I haven't seen American fiction, but I've been hearing a lot of good things about it.
2: Yeah, me too. Me too. It's
1: about, it's about you know, a movie about writers should definitely be well-written. You know? Yeah. Exactly. So, um, so exactly. I'm with you on that one. Um but yeah personally you know them adapting American Prometheus which is the biography of J Ro- um, oh, J Robert such Oppenheimer
2: such a good uh,
1: job Yeah such a good job and I think they they kind of they, they hit all the good points about it you know cuz it's a good it's a it's a pretty good book and it's it's very lengthy and you know to make sure everything is get hit in the 3 hours it's pretty good um personally if if Oppenheimer wins great Barbie wins, great. I'm hearing a lot of good things about American fiction. Phenomenal. Yeah. And, I, I, and I, see I, I,
2: I guess part of me is just once Greta Gerwig to be standing up on that stage holding an Oscar.
1: Yeah, yeah, because...
2: <laughs> I want to see that.
1: Because coming up in the category...
2: Yeah, and, we'll and, get there in a minute. And we'll
1: get there in a second. In a bit. But yeah, I'm with you on that one, Brennan. If she wins, I'm not mad. I don't think anyone winning this category would be... A, a screw job in yeah. a sense mm-hmm. I believe they're all very worthy
2: yeah I agree
1: Um. now to the original screenplay which uh. I believe Barbie should be in so would you Brennan we have Anatomy of the Fall by Justine Chreté and Arthur Harari The Holdovers by David Hemmingson Maestro by Bradley Cooper and Josh Singer May, December a screenplay by Sammy Birch story by Sammy Birch and Alex Mecklin, and Past Lives, written by C- uh, C- um, Celine Song. So, Brennan, I've only seen the holdovers out of the original screenplay categories. I'm a big fan of the holdovers. It's very sad, yeah, it kind very of somber,
2: good. Very um, good. but
1: but it's well written. It's phenomenally well written. Yeah. Um, What else? What else do you believe? Uh, Who should Who should be the front runner in this category?
2: But let's see the list again to get. Let's see the list.
1: I got you. We got. Uh,
2: I I've seen all five of these. Yep. This this one I've seen. May December. Now I'm glad it got nominated because Mm -hmm. I saw it uh, a a week ago, and I came out going, that was brilliant. Um, Uh huh. It, it it does such a good job with commenting on ideas that sound like bad taste, but it walks the tightrope. So well, because it's dealing with rape and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's I'm glad it got nominated. But as far as the let's see the list again. I really think that the holdovers will probably win. Mm-hmm. I'm very happy that Past Lives got nominated. And I'm very happy, very happy, because I just saw it on Saturday, that Anatomy of the Fall got nominated. It is so good. Mm-hmm. An excellent French film. with starring the great Sandra Fuller, and we'll talk about her in a minute. A, a legal drama
1: anatomy so of the fall well
2: written that i never felt bored and it's two and a half hours long like it was riveting so in terms of front runner i think it's whole dollars
1: mm-hmm.
2: i would be happy if anatomy of the fall wins
1: got you got you
2: and, and anatomy of the fall you can rent rent it on amazon right now in fact, mm-hmm. I think all of these movies are streaming right now. Let's yeah, see I believe
1: that. Maestro's on Netflix, and, Holdovers and so is on Peacock.
2: May-December's May on Netflix, too.
1: May-December's also on Netflix.
2: Tesla's you can rent on Amazon.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think uh, same with oh, The Anatomy of the Fall.
2: Yeah, and, and same with Anatomy, yes. Yes. All right. I'm, so I'm don't a- sleep on these films, anybody listening.
1: Mm-hmm. Also, too, with with the nominations, Brennan, what I use most of the time when I use the Oscar nominations, I use them as kind of movies to watch.
2: Yeah, I do, you too. Know,
1: you know, like, oh, I, I, I've i never heard of this film. Let me go watch it. So I end up watching it. Um, I end up watching a lot of films in, like, weeks leading up to the Oscars, which is March, March 10th. So, like, mm-hmm. you kind of have the entire month of February to watch yeah. these films. Th- and this is
2: an interesting year for me because... I found a couple of channels and networks that were mm-hmm. giving me the idea of what to look out for before the Oscar nominations. Mm-hmm. So this might be the first year that I've seen most of the nominees before the nominations. Mm. So I got to see a lot of great films before they got nominated.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And that was really exciting.
1: Oh, that was wonderful. That's wonderful, Brennan. Now, Brennan, yeah. let's get to one of the big categories you know we talk about screenplay being mm-hmm. um a big a big category one of the original big 5 categories it is director we're on the directing category oh, okay. uh we have Justine um uh, uh Triet uh, Anatomy of the Fall Martin okay. Scorsese Killers of the Flower Moon uh Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer Yogos Lanthimos for Poor Things and Jonathan Glazer for Zone of Interest um Right away, we see the glaring omission of Greta Gerwig um, directing one of the biggest films in the world in Barbie. And I believe it is an omission. And a big omission in that case.
2: Let me share my thoughts. None of these directors Uh should be removed. Yeah. What the Academy needs to do now, I think, they expanded the best pictures to 10. Yeah, they did. They need to expand the other categories. Because if there were a sixth spot, you know Greta would be on it. Absolutely. So they need to, it's it's not that she got snubbed. It's that they need to increase the number. Mm-hmm. And they need to do that in directing, acting, writing. They need to increase the number of nominees, I think.
1: I think the big, I think, I believe the big, the big five, the big five, which are, well, now it's like the big seven because people mm-hmm. supporting, right? But it's kind of like the acting cat, the acting categories are kind of one, like men and women, you know, supporting and lead. Uh, that's mm-hmm. one category. It's so like the big five, you picture, actor, actress, you know, supporting and leading
0: mm-hmm. uh,
1: director and original screenplay and adapted yep. screenplay. Those five. Which kind of are really six. <laughs> those, yes, yeah, six six to well, actually, if you think about it, it's picture, director, lead, lead actress, supporting actress, supporting actor,
2: uh, screenplays,
1: director, and the two screenplays. It was like eight to nine of the big categories. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If the your biggest category, best picture, is 10 slots. Yeah. But your other massive categories are only five. Yeah. What's the point of having a 10 slots in the yeah. in the best in the best picture category?
2: So as sad as I am, Greta didn't get nominated. Yeah. There is not any director on this list I would kick off.
1: Mm-hmm. So you like, gotta expand just, them like you do best picture.
2: Justine Triet and Jonathan Glazer absolutely deserve to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I saw both these films over the weekend, and I gotta tell you. It was one of the best movie-watching weekends I've had in a long time.
1: Could you take out Martin Scorsese?
2: Yes, I think you could. And and I'll tell you what. I thought Killers was really, good.
1: really mm-hmm. good.
2: But how much of Martin Scorsese getting nominated is because he's Martin Scorsese?
1: I believe is a big part of it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So I think that maybe he could have moved over. Mm -hmm. Because as good as he is, his best work was back in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. And maybe Mm -hmm. the 2000s.
1: Yep, the departed.
2: Yeah, departed and and Aviator stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, as much as it's blasphemy to say, kick out Lawrence Gorsesey, you know the film is good. It's very good. Birdie I think, was better directed.
1: Mm-hmm. What about What about Celine Song for, for Past Lives?
2: Oh. Uh, yeah. Also sad that she didn't get nominated. Mm-hmm. So they might need to expand it, not just by like one, but like they need that seven or eight spaces.
1: Yeah, that's my thing. Cause I'm like, if you give Best Picture ten slots, mm-hmm. and you got to give your other big categories yeah, 10 it's, slots.
2: It's not It's not very fair.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, so I don't understand okay, that. In but things. I
2: wouldn't kick out any of these guys except maybe Norty. Mm-hmm. And only then if, if I had to. Yes.
1: Okay. All right. So that's kind of like – that was kind of the biggest omission. You know, so, um, Celine Song and Greta Gerwig now being nominated. Their, their films being nominated, I believe, for – We'll talk about the, those in a couple yeah, seconds. Yeah,
2: there's, there's something coming up. That's yeah, but so
1: in su- For supporting actors, we have Emily Blunt for Oppenheimer, Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple, America Ferrera for Barbie, Jodie Foster for Niden, and Davina Joy... What's up, Brennan? Nyad. Nyad. And uh, Divine Joy Randolph for The Holdovers. So right. I have seen one, two, three, three of the five. Yeah, I did I've not see NIAID, and, and I didn't see The Color Purple.
2: Yeah, NIAID um, is currently on Netflix. So. NIAID
1: is currently, gotcha.
2: Yeah, I, I have not seen Color Purple, but it is available to rent it mm-hmm. on uh, on Amazon right now. Perfect. Man, I'll tell you, America's around, I was crossing my fingers. Mm-hmm. That she would get nominated, and she wasn't getting nominated anywhere else.
1: Yeah, because I didn't see her at the Golden Globe and I thought,
2: there is still a chance. There's still a chance, even though she didn't get a Screen Actors Guild nomination.
0: hmm
2: Still a chance they could sneak her in there. When I found out that she was nominated this morning, I was so incredibly happy. Mm-hmm. So, as you just saw the film a few hours ago, that speech that she gives about what it means to be a woman is one of the greatest moments in cinema this last year. Now, now the winner here is probably Divine Joy Randolph. Mm-hmm. Rightly so. She is so good.
1: She is. She's tremendous.
2: Uh, nobody here feels like a, a doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. and America, I'm just glad that she got nominated because in any way, she is a huge part of the success of Dorothy.
1: Mm-hmm. My and, thing is, this, Brandon, I, I,
2: just, I just love America anyway. So,
1: In these categories, right, it's supporting mm-hmm. actress, supporting actor for a reason. Do they support the film's lead and the overall story, right? Oh. And I believe America Ferrera oh. un- unlocked unlocked barbie's full story because mm-hmm. barbie yep. was being connected to her instead yep. of her child so like yeah. that that switch around we're like we're talking we're focused on the child focused mm-hmm. on america Ferris daughter in the movie and then barbie realized like no it's not about the daughter 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 is not it's not the is not the key the key mm-hmm. is the the mom and yeah. how she is kind of in a Basically, they you know like what they do with what society does, yeah, yeah, an existential crisis of uh what can I be? What am I allowed to be? What can what what will society allow me to have?
2: Yeah, once you reach a you certain know? age, they kind of
1: exactly know? they kind of throw you away.
2: And she's they only kind of throw you one you year away. older than me, which is mm-hmm. kind of funny. So yeah, it, it's a very interesting role.
1: Yeah, and I think it's pretty. If she wins it. I wouldn't be mad. Nope. But I I do think that Divine Joy Randolph yeah. is the front runner. And
2: Divine was so good, uh, so good,
1: sublime. She was sublime.
2: I, what an excellent performance! So amazing. Whatever. And I don't necessarily think there are any snubs here.
1: I don't either. I don't uh, think so. I
2: think all these people deserve to be there. Yep. All right.
1: All right. Let's move on, Brennan. We are now into the. Supporting actor nominations. Um, we have Sterling K. Brown for American Fiction. Yes, Robert De Niro for the Flower Moon, mm-hmm. Robert Downey Jr. for Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling for Barbie, and Mark Ruffalo for Poor Things. Mm-hmm. So Brennan, personally, I think it's gonna be Robert Downey Jr. is gonna win it. I agree. I agree. Because I believe they're also going to basically say, um, here's an Oscar for us screwing you over for Iron Man most of these years. Yes. But what's also good is that he also was great in Oppenheimer. He was tremendous.
2: It was really neat because there was a concern. Mm -hmm. After the end of his character in Avengers Endgame, Mm -hmm. that rather Danny Jr. was not going to be able to sustain a career without that character. Exactly. He did do little, which is terrible. And a lot of people thought, well, is he going to have to go back to the MCU just to get a good role?
0: hmm
2: As soon as I heard that Nolan hired him, I thought, okay, this is a good sign. And the performance he gets is very different than Tony Stark. hmm And it demonstrates that he really is a good actor. Absolutely. Lewis Strauss is like the villain, but he's kind of. Did you ever see the movie On the Dais?
1: I watched a oh. of it.
2: Okay. He is like the Solieri.
1: Ah, yes. Yes. If you yes. understand the meaning. Yes. Perfect.
2: And I think that the performance is, is fantastic. And I love that, that Brother is getting the, the opportunity to show that he is a good actor. He didn't need to rely on being Tony Stark just to demonstrate that to people,
0: mm-hmm.
2: and that I think he's going to win. I'm glad that that Ryan Gosling, of course, got nominated.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I, I, it was either going to be Mark Russell or Willam Dafoe. Mm-hmm. They were in Mark Russell. They could have gone either way. It would have been fine. And. Uh, Brother De Niro, he is really good in, in the movie.
1: He's the best part of the movie.
2: Yeah, I think so. Because Brother De Niro, I mean, is... When, when you stick him in a Martin Scorsese film,
1: mm-hmm. I mean... He unlocks himself.
2: I mean, say no more. And I mm-hmm. think that maybe you could argue that he's definitely in here because he's Brother De Niro. He's a legend. However, I think... Uh, William King Hale is such an amoral character that it's the classic De Niro getting to do what he does best.
0: Uh-huh.
2: The kind of a nasty fellow, um, except in this case, masquerading as a good guy. Uh-huh. It's really cool. Which is really cool because he's always played people who are just outwardly bad. This time he gets to play a guy who's two-faced. Oh, Oh, one hundred percent, and that's really cool. One hundred
1: percent, because when I was watching Kills of the Flower Moon*, um, his his just his casual discrimination. His casual racism, yeah,
2: he throws out a couple of lines in there, yeah,
1: his casual insanity, where he's planning to destroy this woman mm-hmm. using his imbecile nephew, yeah.
2: yeah, right exactly.
1: and but but, like, but, like, the way he's talking to his nephew, right, you know like when you're watching movies and the villain is talking, you feel the villainousness in the scene. yeah, you feel the 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 darkness. You didn't feel it. He just casually says, "Get married to her, uh, get some children, kill her, so we can, so yeah. we can get, we can get her very, land and all." No, very kind yeah. of
2: character. Just like, just
1: like, just and it showed you how you know American society treated the natives. They just yeah. killed them. They just didn't care. They yep. just. Just did it and got away with it. They were killing people, in br- Brendan. They were killing people in broad daylight in front of their yawn- lawns.
2: Exactly. This is the kind of character that would be like a, uh, you know, a white relative of yours that is really nice to black people to their face. Mm-hmm. But when he's not to their face, he's a racist.
1: Absolutely.
2: It's the same kind of character. 100%. And, and he acts like they need him. He acts like the this great benefactor. But he's really just trying to kill him to get their land.
1: Mm-hmm. When he gets arrested, he has a he writes a letter saying this will pass. You yeah, guys need exactly. me. You're welcome. Like how he's like, I'm 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 doing it in your best interest.
2: Yeah. Exactly, you need and me. that's the that's the delusion. Mm-hmm. And 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 but as far as who's going to win, Brother Downey Jr. I think has this. Yes. Like like I'm I mean he's got it in the bag.
1: One hundred percent. But if he doesn't win it, Robert De, Robert De Niro is gonna is gonna win it. Mm, interesting. My thing. My thing. If we're gonna if Robert Downey Jr. gets upset, it's because they gave it to Robert De Niro. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Now, yeah. Brennan, we're we're getting to the big the last three, the, the big three, the massive three. Um, we are in best actress mode. Uh, mm-hmm. we are going in. Yeah. It's Annette Benning for Niad, Lily Gladstone for Killers of the Flower Moon, Sandra Huller for Anatomy of the Fall, Carrie Mulligan for Maestro, and Emma Stone for Poor Things. So the biggest talking point around this category is the omission of Margot Robbie for yeah. Barbie. So, Brennan, do you believe that is a valid omission? Or do you believe that someone should not be there that Barbie should uh, be there in, with Margot Robbie?
2: I believe that all plant these actresses should be there. However, mm-hmm. no as I said earlier, they need to expand the category. Mm-hmm. There is not one here that I would say get rid of this one. Uh, particularly Sandra Huller definitely deserves to be there. Mm-hmm. By the way, she was in Zone of Interest and Anatomy of the Fall. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, and she's done the Inter-Anatomy of the Fall. The only one that maybe I could see an argument to put Margo in instead of is Carrie Mulligan.
1: That's what I was thinking.
2: Um, Even though she is very good and nice for It was definitely designed as an Oscar nominee. It's
1: an Oscar-based because, film, absolutely. Because
2: you know that Bradley wants that Oscar. Oh,
1: 100%.
2: And Carrie Mulligan was actually marketed as the the top villain.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: You know, her name came before his name in the movie. And so if, if you had to twist the iron and say, replace somebody here, it would be carried, but even I wouldn't want to do that because I think she does a good job, but you're absolutely right. Margot Robbie deserves to be on this list,
0: mm-hmm.
2: but the problem is, who do you replace? And that's why, as you and I said earlier, they really need to expand the number of nominees. They, they really need to add a few more nominees here. Because every year we go through the same thing.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Somebody gets left out. You know. All the time. All the time. So we, we need to expand the number.
1: Got you. Got you. Yeah. Now
2: I'm with well, you, Brennan, on that one. I'm with you on that one. It. I mean, I am upset that I'm not too upset because I'll say this. Even if Margo didn't get nominated, Margo was so good. She doesn't need an Oscar to prove it.
1: No, no, I, I don't believe, I don't believe she yeah. does.
2: Yeah, the Oscar doesn't mean, mean anything. If, if, the work is good, then it's a winner.
1: Yeah, yep alright you yeah. All right, y'all. Before we get into Best Actor, I just want to remind everybody to make sure everyone to subscribe to the channel, guys. We're at eight hundred forty-nine subscribers, I'm trying to get to that eight fifty, and trying to get to nine hundred. Only. 51 away, as well as hit that notification bell. It gives you all the notifications for all our shows when we drop them and when we go live, so you never miss a a video or a, a video drop. So make sure to put that notification bell on, and you know, like the video. At the end of the day, we don't ask for much. All we ask for is some likes and some subscribers. That's it. It, it costs you no money, and all it does is show you the show us that you support our content. and and makes us want to keep doing it. But without further ado, everyone, let's get down to the last two categories. We are in the Best Actor category. Mm. We have Bradley Cooper for Maestro, Coleman Domingo for Rustin, Paul Giamatti for The Holdovers, and Killian Murphy for Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright for American Fiction. I have seen two of these films. Brennan, have you seen all five?
2: Let's see the list again.
1: The list is...
2: Boom. Yes, I. Uh, no, I haven't seen American Fiction.
1: American Fiction. Gotcha.
2: The, the Um, Yeah, uh, yeah I, but I've seen four of the others.
1: Perfect. Perfect.
2: And um, I think that in this case, there are no surprises here, really. And I don't think anybody got left out. So I think the winner this year—it's—it's—it's it's, it's a tough one. Oh, I guess going back to Best Actress really quick. The winner this year, it's either going to be Lily Gladstone in Killers of the Flower Moon,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or Emma Stone in *Thor: Things, and hey, you know what? At this point, I can't say either way. The same thing in Best After, I think. It's going to come down to Killian Murphy. Mm-hmm. Off and Paul Giamatti and all the old others.
1: Oh, Bradley Cooper not getting that Oscar nom, getting mm-hmm. that Oscar victory that eludes him forever. No,
2: but either wins of the two of Killian and Paul, I'm happy. Mm-hmm.
1: Same, same. Yeah. I'm leaning more Killian. I'm leaning more Killian. Yeah. But if Paul Giamatti wins, I wouldn't be like, oh my god,
2: robbery. Yeah. I wouldn't yes, I'm glad that I'm glad the Coleman Dingo. got nominated. The Rustin, Rustin. Absolutely. It's currently on Netflix. It's very good. He's probably the best part of it. And it's a historical figure. I knew nothing about.
1: No, I, I didn't know. Yeah, I, I looked him up for a bit, and I'm like, "Yo, this is, this is definitely a, he definitely a a story." But I do yeah. believe, Brennan, in this category, there is someone. I am kind of mad is not here. Oh,
2: I think I'm, I have a guess. It I'm
1: kind of mad at this studio not backing this um, this uh, this actor. Mm-hmm. The Iron Claw having oh, yeah. no Good nominations at all. And them clearly looking Zach Efron's performance as Kevin Von Erick in that movie is a gross injustice in my opinion. Okay, and I more and I believe
2: why they need to expand the number on east. Yeah,
1: and I also believe a twenty four, they 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 put their eggs in a certain movies basket, as well as uh, when we talk about directing, yeah, we talk about Greta Gerwig not being there. We also didn't talk about Celine's uh song, or past lives also not being yeah. there
0: mm-hmm. as well.
1: So there's that, and in Best Actress, I believe Greta Lee, Greta Lee not being there.
2: She was for- very good. Yeah,
1: She was for past lives as well. So it's a couple of So, But yeah, Zac yeah. Efron, you know, the man who brought us for all of this together and bet on it should have been nominated, in my opinion. And he was tremendous in the Iron Claw because uh-huh. the movie was through him. He's the last surviving. He played the last surviving Von Erich. The emotion, the, the, the just like the solid power his, his his relationship with his wife, who was played by Lily James, where he tells his wife, like, stay away from me. Stay away from me. I am cursed. This family's cursed. And I will not have you or my kids be touched by this. Not happening. There's a scene where they're changing his son's name. And he changes his son's name from his real name to his wife's name. To make sure his sons do not get touched by the curse. It's very powerful. It yeah. shows you the emotion. And there's this one scene where he's watching his sons, and you know, and, and they're like, "Dad, why are you crying?" And he said, and he's crying, and he tells them, "The greatest thing that I was I ever was was a brother. Unfortunately, yeah. I'm no longer a brother because all his brothers passed away. Yeah. And he just saw that moment with his two sons who have a brother to hang out with, and he's cherishing it. And yeah. I think Zach Efron should have definitely. Got some recognition. For this, this Yeah, award season. the
2: movie kind of got left kind of in the wayside. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. All right,
1: all right. Now, Brennan, yep. the crescendo of the the credit, the crescendo of the Oscars. It is mm-hmm. best picture. Let me hit that drum roll, Brennan.
2: Yep.
1: For best picture, we have. American Fiction, Anatomy of the Fall, Barbie, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and Zone of Interest. Like we said, Brennan, there's 10 slots for Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Why aren't there 10 slots for the other major categories? Yeah. I digress. Brennan, currently, what do you believe is on the fast track of getting Best Picture? I believe it's Oppenheimer. I agree in that film, and the overall presentation of it, do you believe that they pull out any, any sense of an upset?
2: The only film that I can imagine possibly beating it is The Holder's. mm mm-hmm. Or, and, and I doubt this, but maybe in some weird event, Darby ends up winning.
1: Yeah, but I heard also Poor Things has a good campaign behind it.
2: Uh, good point. Good point. It did get the second most nominations. Yes, it did. Although got 13 nominations mm-hmm. 11. Exactly. But I think Althonem has it. And when it comes to best Director and this picture. Yes. I I make no no I don't hide it. I'm a huge Christopher Nolan fan. Mm-hmm. Not everything he does has been amazing.
0: Like like most directors, they,
2: they've all been they've all been pretty good. Mm-hmm. And at the Dark Knight and Inception are two like my top ten films. So have him win best director and get the best picture for his wife, mm-hmm. who's his producing partner? To me, that would be. Wonderful not only because of Oppenheimer itself, but because he I think it's his time to the finally time get the recognition he deserves.
1: Be cherry on top of his filmmaking oh. Sunday.
2: Yes. Oh
1: yes. 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 Um see in this is and this the best picture category is what really kind of makes me angry because like we said, Brendan, you know, how can you nominate Barbie in past lives and then say their directors are yeah. not the best directors exactly. in 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 the in in in, in this award season. Because how do you how do you have a great movie if your director isn't great? Yeah,
2: exactly. You
1: know what I mean? Uh, it's it's just the way it is. My, that's my biggest pet peeve of the you know. You got to open it up because there's ten slots in Best Picture. You got to have yep. ten slots in Best Actor, yep. Best Actress, exactly. Best Supporting Actor, Actor, uh, Supporting Actress, and Director. You have to. And thankfully, screenplay.
2: Thankfully, because there are ten nominees, mm-hmm. there is nothing that I am unhappy about here.
1: No, I am not either. I'm I with am you.
2: very happy about this this list.
1: You know, they could do the famous where they give Nolan Best Director and they give yeah. rB Best Picture. They they have done yeah. that before. That happens all the time. Where yeah. I yeah. believe they gave um, they gave someone remember the year it's the year spotlight won they gave someone best yeah. director
2: this director was um alexander gonzalez in for uh, best, revenant? the revenant revenant the revenant
1: so they gave him they gave him best director yeah, for the revenant
2: all the time
0: actually
1: yeah and then they didn't give him for best picture they gave it to spotlight Personally, I think you should have went to Mad Max: yeah. Fury Road, but yeah. you know, I digress. Um, that's that's just me. But yeah, I'm not I'm not ha- I'm not oh, unhappy man. with any of the nominations. It's because there's ten slots and they fit ten of the best <laughs> films in 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 the award season. Uh, I'm with you, Brendan. I think it's gonna go. It's leaning towards Oppenheimer, but okay. if Barbie wins, I would I would be happy. And it, it kind of not I kind of want some chaos, Brendan. I kind of want some chaos, chaos. and I, yeah. I kind of want Barbie to win because all hell would break loose. Yeah, all yeah. hell would break loose, and it would be—it's gonna be the funniest, funniest moment in in all of all of history because because people would be like, "Barbie, what?" And then oh, just it just it just be it just be well, phenomenal. It, it's
2: like the time when when Ben uh, like didn't get nominated for best director at all,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and yet Orgo won best picture.
1: No, but no, he no, he won. You won.
2: No, he didn't win best director.
1: But did you win best actor? I remember he him. Didn't
2: even, he didn't even get nominated. Oh wow! He got, he won the best picture because he. I think he was also one of the producers. I think.
1: Oh yeah, that's why he spoke. Okay, that makes more sense. Yeah, makes more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He
2: didn't. He didn't get nominated for director at all.
1: Yeah, that's true. All right.
2: Anyhow, that, all right.
1: That's all right, guys. That's all the categories. Those are all the nominees that were dropped today this morning. First of all, i like to thank Brennan so much for joining me, helping us break down the nominees in each category. Um, we do have some certain, we have a little bit more time, Brennan. Uh, there's a couple of, you know, shorts, documentary feature and documentary shorts. We don't really know most of them, I haven't seen
0: so
1: make sure to uh, check out those categories as well, um, so because documentary features are pretty dang good. I want to, you know, I want to go through, you know, let me just say the names we have. Bobby Wine, the people's president, um, the eternal memory, four daughters to kill a tiger in 20 days in manipul. Bobby Wine is, I believe, on Disney Plus. It's a national geographic, um, it's a national geographic documentary about a pop star who tries to become president of an African nation. I don't know which African nation it was, but he tries to become president. So there's that. Yeah. Um, without further ado, Brandon, where can people find you, my man? Thank uh, you so much X, for joining
2: us. At Brandon Mystical. And everywhere else, like under my name, yep. Don't you also have a podcast, Brendan? I do, I do indeed. I have a podcast called Page Turners. They will not look for it on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Perfect, perfect. So, my name is Ferris Malone. You guys, you call me at Ferris Boulin on Twitter. You can find me here every Friday, eight o'clock Pacific. The open table, we're coming back next week with a brand new episode as well as on our sports channel. All the links will be in the description. Uh, 3 o'clock Pacific on Fridays. Good friends, better rivals. Um, me and Adelia are doing some of our tennis content because uh, the Australian Opens here. We drop videos um, ever so often. So make sure to turn that notification bell to know when we drop those videos as well as on this channel, Thursday, 3 o'clock Pacific. It's the Rewatchers Council. Me, Snark, Adelia. It is our Buffy the Vampire Slayer Rewatchers recap show. Yeah, um, which so is make funny,
2: sure I'm I'm rewatching that also.
1: Yeah. That's wonderful, Brand. It's wonderful. Um, as well, me and Nina and are bringing a new show on our sports channel in the coming weeks. Uh, so make sure to keep your eye on that if you like um doing some scrums. But on, on that note, everyone, thank you so much for joining us. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. Hope you enjoyed our analysis of the nominees. And you know what? Make sure to watch these films because you have you have a month. You have a month to watch these films and you can do it. March 10th, it's the Oscar uh ceremony. So make sure to make sure to sit down and watch it. Make people create pools and predict on who wins. Do one of that. Uh, but without further ado, everyone, have a wonderful night. Stay safe. And we'll see y'all next time on Entertainment News Break. Peace.
2: Bye. New shoes, new tracks, like who's that? I'm new, come back better than last year.
0: Some me, never gonna look back.